Hey there, and welcome to Media, the podcast for students and teachers where we talk about VC media and media education in general. We're here at Federation Square in Melbourne, and we've just come back from seeing Top Screen 2020, which is a fantastic uh, selection of some of the best work um, from VCE students uh, in the previous year. Uh, I'm joined by one of my Year 12 students from last year, uh, Jun Yang Ma, who made an amazing documentary for me. And I'm here with my Year 12 students as well, and they're going to learn from the uh, amazing wisdom that Jun has to provide them. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, Jun. Thanks for having me. Obviously, we've just heard some uh, really fantastic filmmakers talk about the process of making the school assessed task for VCE Media. And would you agree, Jun, that it's kind of a, it's a big process? Yeah, I definitely think that it takes a lot of time and dedication to make in our film process-wise, pre-production, production and post-production-wise, yeah. And Jun made a documentary called The Art of Cardistry, uh, which is a really beautiful-looking documentary about uh, cardistry in Melbourne, and I'm going to put a link to that uh, in the show notes. Where did you come up with the idea of doing a documentary? So the idea of a documentary... It was never my first idea. I didn't thought of, I wanted to do a narrative. I was sort of struggling with ideas. I sort of had an idea, but I didn't really think that I would go through with it. And then when Mr. Lamb told me about, like thinking about the things that you're interested in. And I was like, oh, I'm interested in this weird thing, cardistry that I just recently picked up. And I was like, yeah, I should really enjoy that. And then it just came to me that a documentary would be fitting as it's not a really well-known thing that people really do and I enjoy it so that's why I so I chose a documentary to I guess sort of inform the other people about it. Yeah and I think one of the things that we agreed on very early on was that Cardistry uh, would make an absolutely visually stunning kind of documentary and you do a really good job of that. Um, so one of the things VC media students do very on early on in the process when they're uh, making their school assessed task is they do some research, they do a research portfolio. Uh, Jun, can you tell me about some of the things that you investigated to help you make a documentary? Some of the things that I investigated was obviously any videos or any um, short films or even like short Instagram videos on cardistry. Since there's not many videos out there, I reached out to like a local Melbourne cardistry group that I found and I asked, I talked to them, I interacted with them about, you know, the art and it's nice to see um, cardistry, you know, in front of me and it's real rather than through a screen. And I've also researched multiple, I guess, short documentaries, how they frame um, the interviews and how they incorporate B-roll into their into their story. Yeah, so I think that's actually really good advice. Whether you're making a documentary or if you're making a horror film or whatever, uh, look really closely at that thing that you want to make and, and really observe all of the conventions of that form. Um, you know, we follow that up uh, with some production experiments, which is a chance to get your hands on the equipment. Um, can I ask, you did two experiments. What were they? Uh, so one of the experiments I did was... it's. Yeah, it's kind of cringe, but it was like a water, like a bottle flip documentary. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a little mockumentary. Almost. Yeah, mockumentary sort of. But that helped me because a lot of the cardistry involved movement. And I feel like Mr. Lamb mentioned bottle flipping as like a joke. And I was like, oh, maybe I can actually, you know, do this, you know, short mockumentary from a production experiment, but also learn, I guess, how to move the camera in ways that it would capture the b-roll well and that actually really helped um 
I found shots that worked really well. But although like cardistry and I guess bottle flipping is different, but it sort of has similar movements. I can learn from like dolly in, like tilting and also like pulling focus to the subject. Well. And and of course, one of the things that was really nice about those experiments is you were practicing other skills to do with documentaries, so framing up a subject, asking interview questions, and all of those sorts of things. Um, following on from that, you really started to get stuck into your uh, media production design, and I've got a link for that in the show notes as well. Uh, what was involved in planning your documentary? Because unlike a, a narrative that you script from beginning to end, uh, you don't necessarily know what your interview subjects are going to say. So how did you approach that? In doing a documentary, um, what I did was I contacted my main interviewer, which was Toby. I contacted him through the Melbourne Cardistry page and I found him and I asked him if he was down to work on the video with me. I contacted him and we called for the first time and I asked him if he was down to do a pre-interview where I can ask him you know, similar questions, the sort of questions that I'll ask him on the real interview when we're shooting the actual interview. I'll ask him the similar questions and I will record it and I guess wrote down the key words that he mentioned that would really drive the story forward. Um, and I wrote like a sort of a rough script, like a sort of a rough pre-interview. From there on, I sort of know what I can work with uh, in terms of B-roll as well, in storyboarding, how I want to incorporate certain B-rolls into certain scenes that will work really well. Um, and from there on, I worked on my storyboarding and as well as music and getting in, con in contact with the cardists as well. Yeah, I think that's really great advice for anyone attempting a documentary. If you can do a little interview with the, the person beforehand, uh, even if you're just recording it on your phone, it gives you a real structure uh, to approach that documentary and really think about how you're going to show that story visually because a documentary should, as Jun's uh, just pointed out, should be more than just um, a series of talking heads. Otherwise, it can be a bit, um, it can be a bit dull. Uh, so in terms of production, so how long did it take to make your doco? In terms of production, I spent four total days, but it wasn't like full days. I guess it was sort of like three, two to three hours a day as I met up with the different people that I filmed with. The first thing I shot was the interview scene with Toby, and that only took about one hour max. And after that, we had about spare an hour or two hours to film any B-rolls as he was the founder of Melbourne Cardistry. Uh, we filmed a few B-roll scenes, not not a, not a lot, but enough to, I guess, sort of experiment with filming cardistry for the first time. And the three other days that I filmed was, was with the cardists and the people that are in the community that are absolutely talented with what they do. Three other days, um, yeah, which I filmed by myself. The interview scene, I had the help of Wilson to set up the mics and sort of set up the secondary camera, but three other B-roll days that I filmed with was just by myself and the Carters. Uh, so my next question, one of the really, I think, great things about the School of Cess task is that you finish it and then you've got a little bit of time to do some reflection and thinking. Um, so at our school, we, we hand in a completed cut of the film and then there's two weeks to kind of refine and tweak. And one of the things that we do is um, show the, you know, the documentary, you know, the film on, a, on the big screen um, to the whole class and they give some feedback. I guess my question is, what sort of refinement did you do during that stage? How did you just polish off your documentary? In receiving feedback from Mr. Lamb and my classmates, I found that 
my first cut of the film was a bit too long. I had some bits that didn't really flow as well. Another feedback that I got was, since I was, I was watching it for the first time in a big screen, it's a different environment as watching it with headphones by yourself. And in terms of like audio, I feel like audio was one of the aspects that I had to change it up a bit and spend a bit more time refining. At the start of my montage, the music and the narration was a bit off, off balance. Uh, narration was a bit too loud and distorted. From then on, I made a couple of numerous drafts where I tweaked the audio and I tweaked the narration bit. I think the piece of advice that I would give all students is when you are cutting, uh, try to be as ruthless as you can. Because I've never got to the end of a student think, film and thought, man, I wish that went for another five minutes. You know, um, Because of YouTube, we've got really short attention spans now. So be ruthless about the way you cut stuff and it'll be more engaging for an audience. I guess the other thing I'd encourage people to do is uh, we edit in Premiere and I know a number of schools use Premiere to edit uh, their school assessed task. You can make as, when you finish cutting, you can make as many copies of that sequence as you like and, and do, uh, you know, dozens of refinements if you like. So you're never going to lose your original work. You can just make copies of that sequence and keep editing until you get it right. So. Um, Jun also uh, survived Year 12 media with me, which is fantastic. Uh, so living proof that it can happen. Uh, in terms of studying throughout the year generally, like we, we look at narrative and ideology in Unit 3 and we look at agency and control in Unit 4. Uh, what advice would you give to people about, uh, I guess, studying those areas and, and managing the workload? In terms of the theory bit of media, watch the scenes as many times as possible because there's, there's never wrong in watching the scene as much as possible. You're just gonna probably pick up stuff that you didn't pick up the previous times that you watch it. Just know the movie really well. Yeah, if you know if you know your narrative and ideology, narrative inside out, you can probably answer any question that's gonna be thrown at you and be able yeah. to bring out that uh, really fantastic detail. Um, when it comes to the exam, obviously year 12 exams um, are a big deal for many people. Uh, what advice would you give in terms of approaching that period? One advice I would give to I guess, studying for the year 12 media exam, find your own style. Find your own mojo when it comes to um, studying, I think. Hey, one of my pieces of advice is just treat that revision period like uh, a full-time job. So you go to the office and you sit down and you study and you're really methodical and you work your way through the study design and that works out really well. So we've just been to see Top Screen 2020. My question for Jun is, uh, what was your favorite film of uh, that selection and why? My favorite film of Top Screen 2020 would be um, One Planet. I felt like the narration was beautifully delivered and the B-roll itself was pretty damn good. I feel like after doing a documentary, I realized how important B-roll is. And I feel like how B-roll can really drive a story forward and really make the film 10 times better than it is. Yeah, and as we were heading out of Top Screen today, one of the things that people noted is that there wasn't a whole lot of dialogue in those films today. And as, as you've just alluded to, you can do a lot with uh, visuals. And because, you know, cinema is a visual medium, so you should really be, be using that to tell your story. And I'm a big fan of um, all of the films today. Um, I've got to say that one of my favourites was uh, Three in the Night by Joshua Wong. I just love horror movies. And what I particularly love are funny horror movies. 
And I love that moment where people get genuinely scared and then they laugh at it. And I think that film did just such a marvellous job of balancing those things. And as, as Junja said before, um, so much about making a successful film is getting the sound right. If you can get the sound right, you can do anything. And all of the films that we saw today had really fantastic sound and great attention to detail. So we've got some Year 12 students here. Um, and I'm just wondering if uh, anyone's got any questions for Jun about surviving Year 12, uh, being an awesome student filmmaker, or just being awesome in general. What were some of the um, problems that you encountered during filming? When I was filming the interview scene, I had two different, I guess, set of questions that I wanted to ask Toby. And there were two, I guess, similar questions, um, two sets of similar questions that provoke like a di two different answers. I had interview one, which is, you know, I asked questions and he answered it from his heart. But the second interview, I sort of bought up their pre-interview script again and I asked him to highlight these keywords, these key phrases that he could say that would, you know... Help elicit that response. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's great about a pre-interview. You know, it's not a script that you're, you know, someone reads back. It's, it's merely a guide and you can say, hey, remember we talked two months ago and you mentioned this thing and use it as an opportunity to bring up anything that you might miss as well. Um, so that was a really good question. Thank you, Ariel. Anyone else have any questions? What advice would you give for um, future media students? One advice I would give to future media students is to always stay organized. If you ever come across the thought like, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, just might as well do it now. And just overall have, a, have an interest in filmmaking and cameras and stuff. Yeah, be passionate, be interested in it. It, it, it will work out well. Was there anything that you thought would be simple to achieve but turned out to be a lot more difficult and a lot more complicated? I know that media is a challenging subject and in terms of using your time well, you need to have a really good sense of time management. But originally I thought, I guess, making a film would not as be as draining as oh, possible. Oh yeah, it's a total drainer. It drains you a lot. Uh, in terms of the production stage, um, since I didn't have much help from anyone else apart from the interview day that Wilson helped out, no one's going to really tell you do this, how you do that. It, it, you have to drive yourself. That's a really good answer. Um, and we've got a question as well from Hamza over here. I, I know you talked a lot about the, the stresses and difficulties of um, making the production, but was there anything that you specifically enjoyed about it? Pretty much every second of it because I was making something that I was really passionate about um, in terms of the topic of cardistry and also filmmaking. They're both, I guess, best of both worlds. I also enjoy working with the cardists that I met up and that sort of brought in a whole sense of community. And in terms of um, the filmmaking aspect, I just, I love being behind the camera. I was never really in front of it, but I was really, I was usually behind the camera. That sort of gave me a chance to like, I guess, express my own personality and what I'm interested in. Fantastic. Um, and one final question. You mentioned that it took you four days to shoot, essentially. Um, how long did it take you to cut it together? The post-production stage, I spent a very, very long time. Uh, in terms of getting the first draft, the first cut, where I organized the main ideas and the main B-rolls, that took maybe two weeks. But that was like, 
I guess I sort of took my time, but in terms of working in time condition, I had a few refinement stage where I made several drafts. I think at the end I had like six or seven draft where I was like finally happy and where Mr. Lamb was finally happy with it. And I stayed back after school as well. Uh, whenever I can, I, I stay back after school to get that extra work done. Even if it's the smallest refinement, I still put in the time to, I guess I want to make this the best work that I can possibly put out. Thank you so much, Jun, and thank you to all of my Year 12s for being here and listening to these wonderful words of wisdom. If you'd like to check out Jun's film, The Art of Cardistry, I've put a link uh, in the show notes for you to check it out. It's very worthwhile watching. It is just a beautifully shot uh, documentary about uh, a fascinating and vibrant community in Melbourne. Thank you so much for joining us, Jun. Thank you so much for having me. And if you'd like to find out more about uh, VC Media, uh, head over to www.lessonbucket.com. And uh, that's it for now. Thank you so much, Jun.